0: Audio log. Day 76. War. War never changes. In the 21st century, war was still waged over the resources that could be acquired. Only this time, the spoils of war were also its weapons. Petroleum and uranium. Toilet paper. Those little hand sanitizer things you can attach to your backpack. For these resources we- What the hell? Fucking free breathers. Get anything usable out there? It's a bunch of trash. Well, I did get this old game disc. Fallout New Vegas. Finally, something to do other than exist in this apocalyptic wasteland. Hope this game offers something else. A window into a time when the world was different. I am sure that will totally be the case. Totally.
1: <clears throat> All right, are we, we rolling through the wasteland? We are vibing through the wastelands, wow. yes. Well, Isaac, we did it. The wastelands of 2020. Wasteland of 2020. We, uh, we made it. How does it feel? We made it this far. Made it this far, and now for the.
0: <laughs> yeah, I made it this far for the holidays. So that's something.
1: That's yeah, we made it all the way to all the way to the end. D Day's coming. Are you excited? Try to strive for New Year's. I mean, yeah, New Year's. That's what I was. That's what I was gonna call it too. Yeah, New Year's. New Year's is what's called.
0: New Year's. Yes.
1: What are you gonna? Can make it, what are you gonna spend your six hundred dollars on?
0: Six hundred dollars? Oh man, I, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe the new PS5 because that's all I can afford. Nice. Yeah, definitely. Probably won't go into you know essential utilities or shaving off debts or or anything like that. That. Plenty of news sources have recommended <laughs> but, <laughs> how to spend your invested $600. In your emergency retirement funds? You're not going to do that? Maybe pay off your highest interest loans? Which, I mean, granted, change. that is probably the most smart decision. It would but, be, yeah. Uh, you know, PS5. Fuck <laughs> rent. PS5, baby. Yeah. And speaking of
1: PS5, it won't matter, because you know what? That last $600 we'll ever get to spend, because D-Day's coming, baby. The bombs are dropping. Have you secured your, your room in the vault?
0: Oh yes. Uh, I've talked to countless Scientology members, and <laughs> you got you got in with the Scientologists. Uh, I've I've been indoctrinated <laughs> from from a couple weeks back of talking about Again, the
1: Scientology. The snipers on top the... of the building always shoot at me when I get within three blocks. So I've uh <laughs> given my, I've devoted myself to the uh to the Amazon vault.
0: Oh, I yes, see the Amazon the vault. The future. Okay. Is now yeah the Jeff Bezos vault, nice yes. But yes, we (laughs) have we introduced ourselves. I don't. I don't think we're the good, the bad, the boys, folks. Yeah, welcome back. I'm Isaac. I'm taryn We're your hosts
1: for the end of the world. Welcome back. So glad you can join us, and we will be here with you until the end, until the bombs drop, or I think maybe about a few hours before that, because we got to go in the vault. Enjoy your six hundred dollars. Hope you spend it well, because after that,
0: bottle caps are going to be the new currency. So that's what you can look forward to. What do we talk about this week, guys? Talking about, I'm sure y'all you, you have already guessed with our Fallout references, but yes, we are talking about the Fallout franchise, uh, specifically New Vegas and the critically acclaimed, the wonderful modern take of Fallout, Fallout 76. Modern classic. <laughs> Quite literally. The modern classic. Because
1: it plays like a classic Fallout game. Haven't updated. <laughs> Fallout 76, baby. Oh, yes. Oh boy! All right. Well, I guess. Do you want to start with the with the good of this one? I'm sure you guys can guess what it's going to be <laughs> between the between these yeah, two. Yeah, sure,
0: absolutely. Yeah. So good old Fallout New Vegas, and it's been really fun um, with this game because we did hear back from one of the game developers, Joe Sanabria, who was a conceptual designer and uh, worked for Obsidian. Yeah, yeah. So he was a lead like art director on the game. Did a lot of the concept art, the coloring, the... Yeah, he reached out to us. We reached out to the Fallout developers and we were able to have a nice interview with him, a nice talk. So tune in Thursday. Uh, We will be posting that interview as one episode on Thursday. So enjoy that interview. Uh, It's really insightful how he approached the game Bringing his artwork and his art style into it. And uh, yeah, it was really informative. Yeah, he so was great. A lot of fun. Give it a listen. A lot of insider
1: knowledge uh, just in the industry and, you know, art design and that, that medium as a whole. Um, and great guy, too. So I really look forward to putting that up. Absolutely. But yeah, so Fallout New Vegas.
0: What a, what a New time. New Vegas,
1: baby. You've been to Vegas, Isaac?
0: Yeah, a couple times. Been on the strip a bit. So did you say you like that? On the way to California, a lot of. Uh, a lot of road trips, a little stop in Vegas sometimes. Um, I haven't gambled yet, though, in Vegas. Haven't gambled <laughs> yet. Well, at least you have New Vegas for that. Yeah, I can look forward to Mr. House's new empire. <laughs> um, I like this idea behind the Fallout series of this post-nuclear age, 50s satirical style. Um, a lot of jumpsuits. I've noticed a lot of. Yeah, the, the jumpsuits. Um, just kind of 50s styles. Bald boy. Yeah, good old, old Fallout boy there. I really like the setting, the the environment you get from this world. It's it's a great setting because it's very um, relatable to our own age, since we are also the post-nuclear, as close as we'll ever get to this horrible disaster of fallout.
1: You really, you really test. like the, the stakes are raised just a. Bit. Really testing the world's luck with that statement. That this is the closest we're yeah. gonna get to <laughs> to nuclear apocalypse. Here and now, buddy. Really yeah, wanna, most likely.
0: It might be Trump's really last resort. Who knows? You want to test
1: that fucking theory, Isaac? That right now, sitting on my underwear <laughs> recording a podcast. That's the closest we're getting to a uh, nuclear wasteland. I got a real fat fucking I told you
0: so coming in a year. When we come out of these vaults. <laughs> but <laughs> once we're able to come out of those. Yeah, vaults, once we're able to go. out, We'll see it. We'll see the world to fall out before. When our I'm eyes.
1: some Raiders gimp. Take my ball gag out, and I'll, I'll tell
0: you. You're like, Isaac, goddammit, you just had to say it. You just had to say it. Oof, knock on wood. So what a fun setting, and what a, what a great way to show that nuclear age style. And in this one, it goes more into a Western uh, scenario. Also a great idea, too, because a lot of the Westerns came out during around that time, the post-nuclear age. So everything just fits in that, like, American mid-1900s era. Things from that, that age crammed together in the, into this game, and it works very well. It, just, it feels like we're living in this relic of, uh, of a lost time, mm-hmm. a nostalgic age. This, the story is about this courier, the, the main character that you get to customize, and it's really your own character, what you do with it. It has like a similar Red Dead premise. He was a courier for Mr. House. He's delivering this platinum chip. It's a... Ooh very ominous um, chip. It's very valuable. A lot of people want to get their hands on it. And it is a storage information for Mr. House's Securitrons and, and robots to make them the most effective they can be as weapons. And Mr. House is such an interesting character. And you, you meet all these different factions, all these different leaders. And it's cool to see that his vision of the world I think he was born this year, June 25th, 2020. Ah, well. Uh, and then he sustained himself for 200 and some years, like 250, 260 years. That ain't some foreshadowing. Um, and, and he's been running New Vegas as a, he's been in stasis this whole time and just <laughs> running it as a sort of like AI. So you have the New California Republic, you have Caesar's Legion, which is like a, a Roman, Pax Roman style. That is trying to create a a new Rome. A new Rome. The the head of the the Caesar's Legion, Caesar himself, you know, just idolizes with their uh, that ancient history of their, Rome. Like football and wants to padding, it.
1: legionnaires' outfits. Yeah, <laughs> they really do look like that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they got the whole just like, some, like uh, yeah, chest guard,
0: everything. <laughs> yeah, shoulder pads. <laughs> <That's>, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of a weird design. I, I, I like the I like the style of it. Um, it just I don't know if it totally fits this western, you know, fifties it certainly fits style, but Las it's something new.
1: I like. <laughs> I think it's so funny. There's the concept oh, that uh should the world go to shit, there would totally be someone running new Rome out of a casino and theming his new nation on the theme of a <laughs> <Caesar's> casino <Palace. laughs> themed around a nation. <laughs> it's
0: <just laughs> Yeah, exactly.
1: I love it. Such an interesting yeah.
0: it's it's pretty funny, yeah. But like we
1: talked about with Joe, there's always a lot of a lot of room for, like, those fun, niche little um, traits uh, in the art and in the, yeah, for sure. what's it, like, sort of the environmental storytelling. What we do see with Caesar's Legion, there's, like, it's, like, football padding that they've turned into Legionnaire's armor. <laughs> <laughs> and then just, like, all the new yeah, casinos totally that great. pop up out of the apocalypse and how, yeah. It's a common theme in, in the Fallout games, trying to, like, live in the old world while right, being yeah. in the new. And how even in the apocalypse, they're still gambling in Vegas and <laughs>
0: all that. Right. Yeah, it's a longing for the old ways post the disaster. Now they're living in hell. They they just want they want the old age back. They're trying to revive the old age. That's Mr. House's biggest, you know, priorities. Where he envisions this new Vegas, he wants to be the dictator over it, though he claims he's more of an autocrat. And he wants to run some of the economy in the Mojave Desert there. He wants to gather as many resources, become a big kingpin to where he can branch out. He even has, you know, his sights set on the stars and colonizing different planets. He just wants to rebuild this idea, of which is kind of cool with the Securitrons. They're kind of little caricatures of, like, robots back in the 50s. Like, if you saw, like, if you were, like, reading, like, Marvel comics back in the days or DC or any of, like, those weird out-of-this-world Futuristic yeah. comics look like uh weird, bulky robots. Yeah, it's that like you, uh that you'd see like the Jetsons
1: the kind of design. It's all
0: yeah, Jetsons the retro right. future
1: type. <laughs> and it is yeah, something see, You know, if people back in the in that era were, you know, living with futuristic technology and they planned for for the apocalypse and whatnot, like how that would end up with the culture and the science kind of merging and <laughs> how the designs of it all end up looking. Right. As well as uh this is, like you were saying, it's almost equal parts Western as it is Apocalypse, as where the previous games, right. and we talked about this with Joe a lot, uh, just between both the color palette as well as, like, the story themes, which went into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was talking about, since it is as much of a Western as an Apocalypse, it's much warmer in color, and the designs, there's a lot more, like, cowboy-esque yeah. features. Then also, like, the main story you are talking about with the the courier going after what's his name? Like Barney. <laughs> Benny, yeah, yeah. Benny,
0: where it's like a revenge story, all, uh, motivated right, it's by revenge. Greed. Like John Marston. Revenge yeah. Like that what, cowboy revenge story going on. Yeah. Trying to go after the man who shot me, you know, it's yep, t- your typical Western. It's a big Western setting. movie moments. Premise. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's such a, such a fun, interesting world to go around. I mean, yeah, It's definitely that warm Western color, but at the same time, you feel like you're in a microwave. Like, everything's just fried to shit. It's just (laughs) Just complete. I mean, it's a desert, too. It doesn't, you know, it's, it's, uh, I mean, you know, you're out in the Mojave Desert. Of course, it's going to be, like, super dried and caked, but you literally feel like you're just sitting in a microwave. Oh, yeah. All the, like, crusty-ass ghoul people. It's a perfect setting for that. Yeah, it's a hostile environment. It's perfect to, to place this premise in a desert where it's the most hostile environment on, on Earth, I would mm. say. But yeah, you know, there's such big world building. I mean, you see like mutated faction of mutants that humans hate. You you see like these giant-ass scorpions, giant bugs that have just uh, <laughs> grown with the radiation. Yeah, just, just a lot of cool character building. Yeah, like the replayability of this game is just so enormous that, yeah, there's like four or five different endings where you can choose to be independent Uh, you can choose to help Mr. House and his platinum chip to retake over um, the Hoover Dam. That's the central location that all the factions are trying to get to and and take control of, you know, because that generates electricity, water, power, everything. So that's the central focus of the new California Republic, Caesar's Legion, Mr. House. And you even have the option to not choose any factions and be the new Vegas leader himself and such great replayability feature in it that oh yeah you can stay invested in this game it's you know, you, this is... there's not one way to go about it and you can just keep replaying it keep making different decisions and it's just so immersive such a big world building that's, yeah,
1: that's awesome that it's always one of the biggest strengths of the fallout series especially it's in the it's in the Elder Scrolls as well yeah Bethesda's other big title but even the fallout ones who which started out um because you know they weren't always like the 3D kind of action-adventure RPGs that they are now. The initial intrigue to the mm. series was, was the like decision-making and sort of like the tough choices of the apocalypse and kind of the intrigue with all the different factions and characters, just sort of that world-building and all that. And New Vegas, uh, yeah, definitely takes that to the next level. I think it's some of the best in the series for sure, especially definitely. with just immersion in the story like that. Cause like you said, all the factions want the same thing. And depending on who you choose to help, it affects the environment. It affects the gameplay as well as, you know, the character yeah. stuff that you get and how people interact with you, which is all just super great. I think it was really ahead of its time back in, was it like 2010? It came out. It really was. It's a decade and, old and that's
0: such a smart way to develop a game too. It's such a smart way to keep engagement with your consumers and and, and gamers that are big fallout fans like, this is a great way to keep them entertained um, each time. Mm-hmm. It's just to have that replayability. So, good on them. Yeah, New Vegas is quite complex. and Or, if you want, you could just sit around and play blackjack at the casino and get kicked out for doing too good. <laughs> that's,
1: just,
0: <laughs> that's all I'd do. Sure, sure. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I will say too, like I, I think the the whole world looks great. It even holds up today too, as you know, being a three hundred and sixty game that came out um,
1: ten years ago. I think it was like to that... I think it's two
0: thousand nine.
1: Yeah, nine twenty. Yeah, and they were using the, I believe, I think it was the Fallout Three engine for it. Oh right. Yeah. So I think that's what Joe was saying. That's yeah. what. They, yeah. So is that they tried to make all our work on the Fallout Three engine, So it's it's certainly charming. Um, I think yeah, its mm-hmm. strongest attributes are the way like that environmental storytelling that's in the fallout series where yeah and i love it the most i think it's done really well at stuff like dark souls as well where even if you're not talking to people which the dialogue is another really big strong suit yeah right even just walking around you can see the history that's there just you know like what was before and how it's translated to now and just looking around just walking around the environment you could see people, even just corpses with little notes on
0: them, stuff like that. Right, yeah. It looks great. I, I think it still holds up today. I will say the character animations, I I would say not as much. Mm. But like I, I still love that 50s style. Like You got Benny with his quaffed gangster look <laughs> the, yeah. running this new Vegas. Total 50s, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a great setting for Vegas, too. It kind of reminds me of some of the Elvis Presley movies back in the day, Black and White. All about Vegas. Yeah, like the the Fremont Street aesthetic. It's certainly the most colorful yeah. of the Fallout
1: games to date. To yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, even with like the light pollution, it just has this nice glowing gold. It's like this is the the promised the land, holy this land. Is the, this is the wealth. This Vegas. is this is what everyone's trying to achieve. Everyone's trying to get at. Such a great visual of that. Yeah, it's probably the most colorful. And I will say they do have this Karma system. I don't know how well this this plays into the game. I didn't really. I, I I didn't seem to notice, or I don't know how well it affects the stats. But I, I heard a lot of people just kind of complaining about more of the karma that it just didn't really make any sense. But I, I didn't see any effects of it. But yeah, yeah, I well the karma yeah, is sure hard how to that goes or hard to like quantify, especially in a game
1: about making tough choices like about making subjective decisions based on factions that you choose. Like so, you know, Mm. if you're a Caesar's Legion kind of guy, fucking psychopath that you are, and you want to go do all the fucked up (laughs) Caesar's Legion stuff with them, your karma goes down, despite you doing things that would garner you better reputation with the Legion and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. I guess. I guess it might might apply more to. Maybe, yeah, the faction reputation. Yeah, so I'm just,
1: yeah, I think, and that's what I saw. Yeah, I wasn't sure if wanted, it affected
0: gameplay.
1: was or... making it a little more yeah. faction-specific. But the way it works, oh, like, okay. you know, doing quests for factions and how they respond to that, I don't think the karma is too much of a burden on it. Um, yeah. And, I mean, I, I fucking, I hate to say this, yeah, but... I think
0: I think a couple <laughs> gamers said that it was almost non-existent in the gameplay. Yeah, play, it kind of was.
1: Just... I hate to say this, but I kind of like how 76 did it. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> And did it fire me? You said something good about seventy
0: six. <laughs> Yikes. Well, at least there's something salvageable in that. But yeah. Um <laughs> But other than that, yeah, it's a great, great game. I think, I think I kind of like, in a weird way, Mister House's um, visionary for for the future. I'm also kind of a generic goody two shoes of, you know, just having the California New Republic kind of come in. You bias to Cali, <laughs> Isaac. And, uh-huh. and and just annexing and the fucking <laughs> lib? Is that what you
1: are? <laughs> A little uh, yeah, California I think this, the state has changed me. I don't think so.
0: Yes, California New Republic. <laughs> <laughs> Time to annex the world. Ugh. Or or I and I also I don't know I kind of like to this rise of being independent. Like you start off as this courier who got robbed and belittled by. Or not belittled, but you got <laughs> you know, you, you you got wronged by <laughs> by Benny and and the whole Mr. House scandal with the platinum chip and it's like, alright, yeah, none of you none of you deserve my loyalty and I'm gonna be the new Vegas Nice. So I kinda like the independent one probably the best. Good, the, but I also don't mind like Mr. House's the true lone design gun for clinger. the future either. Which he's a little bit more dictatorship, but I kind of like his, his nostalgia <laughs> vision. I
1: guess. Okay, so we know you'll give over to a to like a a fascist if they got a fun '50s vibe. <laughs> I I suppose some new world order, but as long as they're playing Beach Boys, and you're on board, huh? That's the new national anthem. Uh, um,
0: I cannot comment at this time, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs>
1: Great, Isaac. We've just been canceled for the 10th time since we launched this podcast. Hey, you know, it's almost the end of the world. Yeah, nothing matters. I guess I'll come out and say it. (laughs) Nothing matters. Brotherhood of Steel, baby. Deus Vault. Brotherhood of Steel. (laughs) Or the Emperor.
0: Wow. Yeah, if you guys want to find out more, too, with uh, New Vegas and and kind of the insights of how it was developed and... The what the developers had in mind and and how how they went about with New Vegas. Uh, yeah, check our our interview Joe Santa Bria on
1: Thursday. Learn about the actual miracle of game development. Yeah, How <laughs> anything gets the miracle made. that is game developing. How anything gets made. All that mess. Also a funny story <laughs> with the God Emperor himself, Todd Howard. That'll be also included. Yeah, right, Todd Howard on Thursday. <laughs> what a guy. But he didn't really work on this this one that much. This one was the Chad Obsidian as opposed to the virgin Bethesda. Those guys have gone on mm-hmm. to make one of the more critically acclaimed games of, was it last year? The, the Outer Worlds. That one was fun. It's kind of like Fallout in space. Oh yeah, Outer Worlds. That one is very fun. Also very yeah. satirical take on a, on a bleak future with sort of like the corporate capitalization on, on such dire affairs. That's one of my favorite parts of the, the Fallout series as well. It's just the, like, the bleak comedy <laughs> of it all. Oh,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's very bleak. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's, it's sometimes takes itself very seriously with how things are done. The individual people do that is, and then sometimes just some and with themes. Sometimes there's just little niche things that are <laughs> just, it's
0: so funny. Some of yeah. the
1: some of the androids have real fun dialogue, and
0: yeah, just even like some of the designs. Yeah, yeah like like we talked about with Caesar's Legion, and just some of the just weird, funny, satirical things
1: anything vault tech related i also kind of like the uh it's in fallout 4 the guy was like selling you he was like pitching you the vault door to door like as the nukes are dropping (laughs) it's like you want in good stuff good stuff nice so uh what would you rate fallout new vegas out of Fallout new vegas out of 10 uh, 10 post-apocalyptic gimp isaacs 10 atomic radius
0: or how many how many death claw smooches would you give it? For a 360 game of its time, um I'd have to go with the a, a good old maybe 8.5, maybe 9 out of 10 nice. great story. Gameplay is um it's okay at um, yeah, it's, it's not my most favorite.
1: And yeah, just those style of games aren't really made for the, you know, the compelling gameplay. It's not like a it's not like a Dark Souls or uh you know another more like refined mechanically game. It's more oh, right. just about like just the storytelling and the RPG elements as yeah. well, kind of tailoring your build. Yeah. Even you're playing like Elder Scrolls or something. Individual fights aren't hard at all. Like the best you could do is just kind of cart enemies around tactically. It's really just more about like catering your yeah. build and then sort of playing around that stealth melee range.
0: Kind right. Of, yeah. Having yeah. more fun with that. Yeah, it's not my, not my most favorite, but I think the campaign really makes it yeah, for the, it. It's such a fun The gameplay style is... Uh, it's a mixed
1: bag. It's very hit or miss with some people. I think, it, yeah, the world is what entices people the most—the world and the aesthetics,
0: mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and I I love campaigny games more than I do multiplayer. <laughs> so,
1: oh, I, I dig it. You're really gonna <laughs> love 76, then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> 76 multiplayer extravagant.
1: 76. Shall we get into that? Shall we unpack that? That fucking toilet there. How do we release it from the ball? So let's cr- yeah, let's crack open the steaming the steaming shit vault that is Fallout 76. I'm not going to go into an exorbitant <laughs> amount of detail with the messy launch and the 2018 version of this game. Other critics, YouTubers, podcasters, reviewers, just about everyone on the internet who's played a video game has had something to say about Fallout 76 over the last two years. And not it's mm-hmm. not been good. I'll tell you what, it's not been good at all. So I'm going to talk more about the game in its current state as I played it on the latter half of 2020, post-Steel Dawn update, I believe it's called. Yeah. Oh, Steel Dawn. Steel Dawn, yeah. the Brotherhood. Is that the one on Game Pass what? right now? Is yes, it... both New Vegas and 76 are on Game Pass right now, the Yeah. updated nice.
0: versions, I believe. Y'all should check it out. Don't. Actually, yeah, don't. Download uh, 76. 76 know, is... Download uh, New Vegas for free. <laughs> 76,
1: I, it's one of those love it or hate it games. It's a lot like Destiny, a game of which I've had a very love hate relationship with since it came out. And was it like 2014, 2016? It's a game mm. kind of like that. With New Vegas, there is a very good blending of genres, but that blend was more from a thematic standpoint as opposed to like mechanically from like a gameplay standpoint. Um, where, you know, it was equal parts apocalyptic survival RPG as well as a Western. Um, But that was just more from like a story aspect and stuff like that. Fallout 76 is a lot like Bleeding Edge, a game that we reviewed last month, in that it's it's kind of (laughs) this weird mix of that, you know, standard Fallout RPG campaign game and like this weird MMO, not MMO sort of like multiplayer online game where it Mm. has to be online, but there aren't really any specific story benefits to that, or mechanical benefits even, really, aside from, you know, getting to just do what you do with friends and and splitting loot and whatnot, but I'll get get into it. I'll start at the beginning. So, 2018. This was one of the (laughs) most hyped games of that year. The Elder Scrolls Fallout series of, you know, up until this point, a little bit with, I guess, uh, elder scrolls online but that one was more like strict mmo it was just like took the world of warcraft route it didn't try to do as much of this weird genre merging as this elder scrolls online was Mm -hmm. a distinctly different game from from something like like skyrim or morrowind uh i'm sorry oblivion like anything before it uh this one certainly tried something new Mm -hmm. people were excited about that beta came out people Mm -hmm. were like this is kind of shit but you know it's a beta that's fine Actual game comes out, you know, here we go, October, November, I think it was, twenty twenty eighteen. <laughs> game comes out, it's clusterfuck, <laughs> it's a buggy mess, there are no NPCs, none, so, Oof. as we were talking about in New, New Vegas, uh, what? some of the largest draws of this game were that, you know, the story hooks, those interactions, the dialogue, the choices that you have to make, completely gone that's none of that there's just like fucking robots there's a lot of reading (laughs) even playing this game now
0: well what the what the hell do you do in this game (laughs) yeah that's
1: a good question (laughs) game comes out to obviously shit reviews uh bethesda was real shady about it there's great video by internet historian on the messy ass launch of this game as well as just about any fallout youtuber so absolutely horrendous launch game sucks it's borderline unplayable in the launch state that that it's in. It. And I was with like a 50 gigabyte day one patch. It's almost an unplayable Oof. game. And even if you can play it, it's just Is it as unplayable as Cyberpunk right now? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people were kind of comparing the two the two launches. And yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like it's like Xbox One Cyberpunk bad. It's just buggy as hell. I believe someone posted mm a three hour long video of just all the bugs that they found in the game like a week after it came out <laughs> three hours long it's like some like a couple thousand bugs in the game it is just on un- very unpolished unplayably bad and it's because it's running off of the like new vegas did where they used the fallout 3 engine and just sort of built a game around that and updated it um, 76 just used the fallout 4 one and tried to optimize that for like a multiplayer game and and you know, a completely new game, especially a bigger map, four times as big as Fallout Four. Which when Fallout Four came out, everyone looked at that map size and were like, Holy shit. So that was wild. And yeah, it's buggy as hell. So flash forward two years, lots of updates for the game mm. have come out, which I guess that's something I can say is a is a good thing about the game. You know, lots lots of new updates many of which okay. got like scrapped afterwards. They had added a few things like extra bosses and activities and no one liked it, so they straight up deleted them from the game. There was a Battle Royale mode, which left and then oh, okay. is now back. Is this back. The Steel
0: Dawn update?
1: Steel Dawn is the most recent one, so that's the one that came out uh, Yeah, in the latter half of this year. These were all that's, the ones before that. Quite a few updates. The Battle Royale one is called Nuclear Winter, and I'll get into that. But the two that came out this year... And the, these are the two that are kind of changing people's opinions about this game, are Wastelanders and the Steel Dawn one here. Um, so I'll get into that. So Wastelanders is the one that added NPCs. Hooray! We have NPCs in the hey. game now. Two years after it came out, it was supposed to come out back oh, it's a end true of Fallout game. Yeah, it was supposed to come out <laughs> back end of 2019, and it's gonna have like whole new campaign, um, dialogue trees with the you know decision making. You can do. All the classic Bethesda game shenanigans. You can lie to people, you can rank up your persuasions, have actual conversations with them, make choices with factions. There are factions now to join. You had like some little peasant settlers and the cool Mad Max like raiders, which I, I like the mm-hmm. raiders a little better because they're more fun. <laughs> you get cooler shit. Uh, yeah, so you had factions, you had new bosses, new activities, a whole, whole thing. Basically reworked the entire game and smoothed out the majority of the game-breaking bugs. From reviews I've seen up until like a week ago, some people on PC especially still have a lot of issues with that. But for the most part, a lot of those bugs have been smoothed out. And in my gameplay, I haven't had any like major ones. You know, not like the meme launch ones <laughs> where good. all enemies are doing or T-posing or being invisible or, or just deleting. The oh, game yeah. hasn't crashed on me yet. Uh, the maps render Cyberpunk in. T-poses. Albeit a little slowly. I still... From what I was playing, I still experienced a few bugs, nothing completely breaking, like I said, but I think the most noticeable ones for me were when you first load in, I don't know if it's like a server issue or what, but it can be a little jumpy, or I guess skippy, I guess would be the word. Mm. It's really laggy when you first get in and textures won't load in right away. (laughs) That and random fall damage. Just while you're walking. I'll be like walking on a bridge and then all of a sudden I'll, I'll hear a little oof and I'll hear like my legs crunching and then a little bit of health will go away. I'll be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Turn around weird. see something shot me and there'll just be nothing there. So it's as if I fell off something but didn't. So just a little uh, annoying weird. shit like that. So that's, that's still there. Uh, I tried at first to make like a stealth sniper build, but those are almost useless because you're either inside in a tight space doing like a story quest or when you're outside some of the sniper scopes go up to a range so far that enemies won't render in at that range <laughs> i was trying to fight like some super mutants and if i, I there would be a point where i get close enough and the guy appears and then i'd back up a little and he disappears <laughs> and then i get a little closer and he reappears oh but it's all oh. like a, a pretty Weird. close range within the sniper scope so it's kind of is kind of useless So sniping is useless. Yeah. Like that. That sucks. Um, So with the the Wastelanders DLC, back to that. We got content, which is nice. The only people who had been playing up to that point were like the diehard fans. And I know what it's like to have a toxic relationship with a game. I played Destiny. (laughs) I've been there, guys. I know it. I played Vanilla Destiny when it came out. It's not a fun game. And while it's nice that Bethesda didn't pull, like, an Activision and just pull the plug on this, like, with with Anthem, with that game that everyone was so hyped for, and it came out, and it was shit, and they just abandoned it. They, like, you know, made this fake bullshit roadmap for it and then just did nothing and, like, let it die. And it was 60 bucks wasted. (laughs) They have been, you know, hard at work doing it. And we've seen great comebacks with other games that had shitty releases in the past Uh, you know Rainbow Six Siege I think the biggest one that comes to mind for everyone would be like No Man's Sky which had a notoriously Mm, bad release that was one of the top three I still think 76 takes the cake just because Bethesda was so shady about it (laughs) about everything really (laughs) just with their like consumer um, like the PR nightmare that it was which is their their return policies and the merchandising all the lies regarding that and stuff, but you know, when it came down to it, two years later, here we are with a playable game that has actual content that people are enjoying. So it's a nice, it's a nice step. I don't like the pattern that's forming. You know, you pay 60 bucks for a game and then wait yeah. two years to have that game in a in a 60 dollar state. That's right, yeah. that's kind of shitty. What are, your, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I sort of like that games as a, a service game model. These days. Paying $60 for an unfinished game. Yeah, and, and then, you know, two years later, it's patched into a playable state. Because up until now. Like you actually get the actual game. Yeah, that where you, you get wanted. the game that you paid for. <laughs> yeah.
0: It sucks. It's uh, it's definitely a scam. I f- feel a little bit robbed <laughs> sometimes. And But it's nothing I can do, you know. But it's, you know, it's just, it sucks that I have to pay for additional content or, yeah, just for an uncompleted game and whatnot. I mean, Battlefront, luckily you know battlefront 2 kind of started out the same way it was incomplete and really lackluster yeah and as far as a, as far as bad the, launches the progression go. system was horrible <laughs> loot crate inducing yeah yeah it was just um it just sucks it's like yeah i, I paid all this money 60 dollars. i dropped 60 dollars for an unfinished game you spent
1: 60 dollars on battlefront like 2. i
0: i mean you know i yeah <laughs> i don't i don't know the ins and outs of you know how much it takes to to create a video game and how much you know how much hardware costs and you know doing all that but like come on just mm-hmm. give me a completed game yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know but but at least uh, battlefront over the years they they give you updates so it's like an investment now but it just kind of sucks that mm. we just don't get it completed anymore and you know we just have to wait for dlc we have to wait for contests new characters to come out and it just it sucks, and then it tries to force you to buy loot crates. I will never give in, but yes, it forces that type of systems into games. It's just, yeah, it sucks. Hmm. I, I don't like it. I feel like we're all being robbed and being scammed. <laughs> but again, I don't know the ins and outs of how much it costs to make a game, but I don't think this, I, I still feel like it's just not right.
1: <laughs> yeah, as far as, as like notoriously bad releases go, Fallout 76 and Battlefront 2 are certainly in, like, the top yeah. three, for sure. Cyberpunk's certainly gunning for yeah. it, but at least that one's... It's fun for the rich people who got the new console. <laughs> That's Right, right, right. yeah. Yeah, but again, we've seen games crawl themselves out of the grave before, and I think Fallout 76, for Fallout fans especially, certainly on its way, I really got into Fallout more, uh, you know, this year, and for this review especially, I did my most in-depth plays. Of them, and you know, got a little more into the story and the characters. I wasn't previously super interested in like the post-apocalyptic setting. I've come to appreciate it a lot more over the course of this month mm-hmm. uh, as we review stuff. And Fallout as a series is no different. I liked it before. I've come to like it a lot more now. But Fallout seventy six sure does its yeah. fucking best to detract from that. <laughs> so I guess. What do I what do I like about Fallout seventy-six? We can go we can go there. I like I guess my favorite part of the game would just be wandering around with friends. Um the multiplayer Mm, and again this is kind of have
0: your own faction going around.
1: It's it's basically kind of, yeah, because the PvP is so poorly done in the open world portion that if you want to have any semblance of like a fun PvP experience with Fallout, you should just go play the battle royale mode. Which kind of detracts from you know being able to do that and, and have your, your wastelander esque uh, role play I guess PVP with other people out in Appalachia. But I like the I like the PVP as the PVE aspects. Excuse me, hmm. and just being able to do this with friends. We've seen a lot of you know in the past people have just modded stuff like Skyrim, Fallout 4, and stuff to be multiplayer. So there is a demand for, it, and I could see why they made the game. I think that it's pretty fun. Basically, you know, if you're doing it with your friends, just going through and playing. Now, you know, the Wastelanders DLC, you could go do stuff with the Raiders, the Settlers. I like to be a firefighter, um, and now the Brotherhood of Steel as well. That's nice. a fan favorite faction. Being able oh, to go yeah. do that as a group, so that's pretty fun. Mostly just wandering out with your friends. I like when it works. <laughs> How the game looks. This is the most colorful Fallout to date. Um, New Vegas certainly took a lot of steps in a different direction from, you know, Fallout 3 and the previous entries Uh with the color palette and the aesthetic, like we talked about with Vegas. But I like the map in this one a lot. There's a lot of like different fun Mm -hmm. biomes that are all very different from each other. When you first walk out, there's like this, it's like a forest area. And you go a little west, and it's like a spooky Wendigo Mothman haunted forest. And you go a little right, there's like a desert to the north. Um, There's like this nuclear wasteland also included in it. And then there's like this fun swamp. And there's all a lot of different biomes with a lot to go into. Um,
0: Yeah. Is it a pretty big map too? Oh, yeah. As Four times
1: the size of Fallout 4. 16 times the detail in that that infamous press conference. (laughs) Uh, Wow. (laughs) Wow, yeah. Uh, But it's it's big, yeah. It's really big, which I guess is a pro and a con because the fast travel system in this game costs money. So like, you know, any Bethesda game, once you discover a location, so long as you're not in combat, you can fast travel back to it. But in this one, it costs caps, which is kind of shitty, especially at the start of the game when I was just a broke little bitch at nothing. And what caps I had, I kind of <laughs> wanted to spend on, you know, getting better stuff, new gear. In the end game, it's barely wow. noticeable because everyone's running around with like fucking couple couple hundred thousand G's and caps. <laughs> and plus, once you get to the end game, the currency changes in what you use to get stuff. So like the legendary gear and stuff goes off like a completely different economy. So caps are kind of meaningless. You could just spend them on dripping out your house and whatever. So fast travel is nothing. Mm-hmm. But early game when you you know you want to be it just makes it feel grindier cuz the map is so huge it takes so long to get where you're going that you don't want to walk but you also don't want to fast travel cuz you have like no money and it costs up to like fucking 10 caps to go across the map and sometimes a quest will take you all over the fucking place
0: Jeez. well time to start walking
1: yeah so that's that's a little lame oof yeah but i like the way the map halts. i like the way the map that, looks. that
0: halts a lot of the progress to the game it's, yeah it does slow the pacing seems down like a, chore.
1: a little I don't mind, I, again, because the map is, when it works, gorgeous. Sometimes the textures are a little shitty. In indoor locations especially, yeah. it can look a little blocky. Not blocky, but just kind of fuzzy with mm. everything. I was in this one room, and it was like, I don't know, there were like mole men in there. And they're just like meat sacks, and all the floors were like this weird fleshy, it looked like the fucking flood hive. But it all kind of melted mm. together, and I couldn't really make out any distinct shapes of anything. And I looked at, like, a PC version. There were, like, hands and shit sticking out, and it just looked a lot better. But outside, the game looks great. They added, like, some more rays and the lighting and stuff in the day-night cycle. So at times, the game looks good, and the multiplayer is fun. There are things that are decent about this game, but I feel like I shouldn't praise because it's basically just, it's, like, almost on par with Fallout 4 which was received pretty well. But I'm not going to I'm not going to, you know, put this game on a pedestal for 2 years after its launch being able to throw together something <laughs> almost as good as Fallout 4 but with your friends. Yeah. I just don't feel like it's really Yeah, no, that's valid. Deserving yeah. of of, you know, such credit like that. But the new factions are okay. The new main quest. <laughs> so when this game came out, the main quest was you need to find the overseer of your vault and all you do is you just like track down hollow tapes. It's like this dumb fuck little rabbit chase scavenger hunt that you're doing. And that's like the main quest of this story. Mm. You can see that it was edited from that. The new main quest is kind of the Wastelanders one where it's like this sort of faction war between the raiders and the settlers. And then now with Steel Dawn, there's like a whole new faction with the fan favorite, the Brotherhood of Steel. So that's something and it's all right. Mm. It definitely doesn't have the, you don't feel like your decisions have the weight that they do as in like New Vegas or even ones like Fallout 4. Again, it's a multiplayer online world. It completely
0: changes the outcome. Yeah,
1: it's like this big, it's like an RPG. So you can't, it's not like, you know, New Vegas where your decisions affect the world. Like, you know, what factions you help, they end up controlling the Hoover Dam, stuff like that. Nothing really changes in game because it also has to, they have to maintain consistency for the other players. So that aspect is kind of watered down as opposed to the other games.
0: Yeah, I wonder if they could have um, had, like, some central control, uh, some something that everyone is trying to get to, and, like, different factions, you know, different multi. I, I don't know how you'd do this, but maybe, like, there'd be a team, a multiplayer team that, like, takes over this central thing that everyone's trying to get to, maybe just competing for this one. Mm. They, They kind of have something
1: like that. It's like a pseudo-PVP zone. It's not anything story-related. <laughs> Like, it would have no impact on the story, but there are things you could do, like camps and, like, bases you can take over. I tried to do one, but I was level 15, so I just, like, some fucking level, like, 250 dude in bright blue power armor came up and just domed me. But, yeah, you could take over, like, junkyards and stuff and sort of treat them as, like, Mm. secondary camps for you and everyone in your group. Uh, From what I saw, it didn't really have any, like, faction-specific consequences or benefits. It was just sort of like an additional... It was gotcha. sort of like in a multiplayer exclusive feature where you could go into a neutral area. You could see on the map it's unclaimed. You could kill, like, some monsters that are in there. And then you could claim it for yourself and your team. And then it shows up as claimed for you on the map. And you can, like, fast travel to it. And there's, like, stuff there you could do crafting with. And other players can come, and they can try okay. and take it from you as well. And you'll get notifications gotcha. if someone's trying to take over your base. You can go back and fight them and all that. So that was something... Okay. But again the PVP in yeah, this game that's, that's is kind of, so kind of shit. Cool, but... Yeah, it was it was alright. The PVP game in this game is just so like like poorly implemented. I guess I'm I guess it's kind of hard in a game like this where it's it's forced to be online. So I don't know if mm. why they couldn't just have like a offline mode and an online mode. So it's all online always mm. like MMO. And so those who want to just play this as you know a previous fallout game and just have like a single player fallout story experience there's a pacifist mode but then there's also in regards to pvp you have to shoot someone and damage them which it does like a minute it's a minuscule amount of damage it is like nowhere near enough damage to kill anyone <laughs> which takes any semblance of mm-hmm. stealth based pvp completely off the table But I suppose I can see why they did it for like griefing purposes. Just like some level 200 dude with a sniper rifle can set up on a hill. Like right by a main story quest entry point. Like just dome some poor little level 5 fuckers. (laughs) So you have to (laughs) damage them. And then they have to damage you back before you guys can actually start doing normal damage to each other. As opposed to a regular fight. I got in a few fights while I was there with some people. Usually a higher level than me. And I would usually just get molested the entire time. Cause again, I tried mm-hmm. to do like a stealth sniper build and it did not work. So sneaking up <laughs> behind someone and mailing them won't do any damage because they have to damage me back in order for it to work. But for them to turn around and do that, it removes me from cover. Sniping is just pointless. Cause they either, you'll either be too far away from them to be fucking rendered in or you hit them and you can't stay hidden because they have to shoot you back. And then if they do, you can't hide again because now your names popped up and you could like see them through walls and shit. It's like fucking bright red, my name. So, the, yeah, the PvP mm. is busted as, and, yeah, there's no, yeah. like, faction war stuff, but I agree, that would be cool if you could do, like, faction-esque battles. Yeah,
0: it'd be cool, yeah, to have factions spread throughout the map like like it is now, and then have, like, some main central playing King of the Hill. Yeah, sort know. of like that. Just kind of trying to... That'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting. They do yeah, have... it'd be fun. Uh, I mean, I don't know how you'd do that if you have to be online the whole time.
1: Yeah. Again, these online things just detract from the classic fallout experience in exchange for just right. some like half-baked multiplayer features. It's fun to do yeah. it's fun to, you know, again wander around the wasteland with your friends, but if you're not all around the same level, it's a very different experience so like if some, you know, you're level 100 or something or 50, you want to bring in your little scrub friend to play with you, the scaling is going to be way off for both of you and the loot as well is going to be way different and it doesn't I Mm -hmm. like the idea of this from a thematic standpoint, but I don't think that's what they were going for with it, is that stuff around the map is like a race-to-get thing, but stuff that you, you know, it's like a Bethesda game, so a corpse or a chest or something, you open it up, and there's stuff in there that you can loot. The stuff that you have to open up chests and corpses to loot, that all spawns different loot for everyone, and the only things that you guys are in sort of a competition to get from one another... Even in like a PVE, hmm. is just like the fucking trash that you find around the map. <laughs> so I don't know. I think it'd be cool from a role, from you know a post-apocalyptic role play standpoint to maybe have some stuff that that good stuff that it's a race to compete for because the only stuff lying around the map is like just junk shit that you use for crafting. That's yeah, just pointless. there's no
0: there's no. And point, that's
1: also yeah. the only thing you can get off of corpses of other players if you kill them. So there's really no incentive for PvP. Because it's not fun and you don't get anything good from it. So if anyone wants to kill other players, you either have to, you know, spend an exorbitant amount of time getting nuclear launch codes so you can nuke their house, <laughs> which that that's that's kind of cool that you can drop nukes and just yeah. totally fuck up like large swaths of the map for for a good portion of time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or so just it's play like battle royale.
0: Hostile, you have to wait for the radiation to clear out or something. Yeah, you could. Okay. Yeah,
1: because I was playing and I was at a low level and I didn't have like radiation proof gear. I had like the firefighter outfit, <laughs> so if I I tried <laughs> to walk into a nuclear zone and I my health bar just went like and I almost died. But there was a guy Oof. on our group who was like level two hundred something, and he was you know dripped the fuck out, and he was just walking around in there no problem. And you know, in end game stuff, which I hadn't gotten to yet, but I watched a lot of videos on that's where a lot of end game content is, so you strive to you know get launch codes and get get the cool gear, and then you nuke an area and then like maybe some crazy boss would spawn in there, or there'd be like crazy public events stuff like that okay, so that's that's pretty fun i yeah i guess i'd l li- i would like the nuke thing it's then they definitely fixed it from when it launched when the game first launched, I guess you could. <laughs> You could like generate launch codes and like clip into the nuclear control room. So you could basically add unlimited nukes. Just yet another game breaking bug that had to be smoothed out two fucking years later <laughs> and stuff like that. But yeah, I think even in its current state, with all the new stuff that they added and all the extra features, it's just a shittier Fallout 4 with multiplayer and a heavier reliance on crafting.
0: I mean from from what you were describing, I mean it, it seems like it has come a long way, but it's, it's still just unacceptable. It's
1: come a long way, but I'm not going to give it that much credit because I don't think it's a good yeah. example for people to pay $60 for a game that's not even as good as the one yeah. that came out 3-4 years prior. It's not fair. 2 yeah. years after it launch. We're looking at you Cyberpunk. So, <laughs> Cyberpunk take notes, please. You're too good for this no cyberpunk's good when it works but yeah 76 and it's again it's very very hit or miss with a lot of some people love this game to death it's like you know it's got the cult following and that's fine i totally Mm. get it i've been there with other games that had very mixed reviews at certain points destiny is the biggest one that comes to mind for me shitty launch the taken king dlc came out that's one of my favorite you know multiplayer online gaming experiences that whole dlc it was so awesome i played the shit out of it got all the end game did all that stuff fun challenge fun gameplay fun stuff to do and that's you know that's all well and fine if you really like it i don't know if i'm enough of a a die hard fallout fan for something like that to really commit to it cuz a lot of the best stuff in this game is is end game related and the game is very very grindy <laughs> new features were added to kind of help speed up that process or maybe artificially you know slow it down and then inflate that to make it look like it's going by faster they added in like a a free battle pass sort of it's like fallout seasons so every so often there'd be like a fun little battle pass that appears and you do certain challenges you could get extra stuff level up quicker get new stuff fancy things like that and then you know this fall the boys came back brotherhood of steel baby the boys the homies the chads they're they are back.
0: They definitely needed Steel with that Steel Dawn update.
1: Steel Dawn, baby. <laughs> patch up all that. Yes, steel. Brother of Steel. They're my favorite <laughs> faction. They were by far my favorite faction in, in Fallout 4. Big chads. Nice. They're just dudes in power armor and airships. The chads. Because, you know, can't go wrong nice. with that. So, you know, with the addition of NPCs a few months prior, it's nice to see those fun faces again. Though this game's a prequel. And I was not previously very into Fallout lore. You know, I'm, I'm getting around to it. But as, as our listeners may know, this is a lore-exclusive channel. That's what we do. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Very First, exclusive. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> and I looked into it a little just so I could <laughs> see what this game adds or detracts from the continuity. And I guess that's another perk, which I didn't bring up previously, is that what it adds to the Fallout lore for fans of it and just the world-building aspects, even in its launch state, there were fun ideas. Um, there was a new enemy-type the scorched which were very well received they're like this new mutant race um those are cool as well as the the final boss the only final boss in the game mind you when it first launched these scorched beast queen or whatever just like this big flaming demon bat thing but now there's more there's like a there's like a two-headed wendigo thing that's pretty scary looking so there's the scorched, and there's all these new enemies and stuff there's like mutant ticks which are kind of just pussy rad roaches but whatever and all that was fine and dandy, fun ideas built built on what the other games had established. And the Steel Dawn one was received a little bit differently, because I guess this is like a East Coast, this game set in Appalachia, but the Brotherhood of Steel, I don't know, chapter that's here or whatever, like from California. <laughs> so, yeah, So there's just like some mm-hmm. plot holes in the lore with the new stuff, but uh-huh. I don't really know enough about it to thoroughly criticize that, so those big fallout yeah. fans hit us up on social media let you let us know what you think about you know the the plot holes in continuity yeah, let us know with the brotherhood being here
0: let us know if we're missing anything with the fallout I'm lore i'm a pure <laughs>
1: lore fetishist i'm getting a little more into the fallout lore and everything so i would another brotherhood of steel yeah, especially send us
0: videos send us uh <laughs> yes yeah, send, send us some lore videos of fallout
1: and tell tell me about fallout lore i want to hear it i love it Sweet lore. I'll talk about it day and night. <laughs> nice. But yeah, so aside from some continuity so what, what issues... Would you that, what would you rate? How would I rate 76? I guess, yeah, so it's not in its 2018 state. It's definitely still better than that. But it's still pretty buggy, and I don't think even with what they've added, it's just sort of like a watered-down Fallout 4 with friends, which if you're into that, uh, you know, more power to you. I still think I'd give this game like a four to a five if you're looking for a fun you know the classic fallout rpg experience there are better options than this just go play new vegas for the 10th time i'm sure you'll find something new uh it's definitely one of the better looking ones but yeah if you're the multiplayer aspects don't justify what they take away from the fallout experience i think would be my final verdict on that gotcha yeah gotcha okay that's what i've learned i don't know from what you from what you saw what are your thoughts on it For 76 baby
0: oh i didn't i didn't play it
1: i don't blame you i deleted it <laughs> i deleted
0: it. <laughs>
1: gotta make room for CFPs. I deleted it before i played it <laughs> all right so how do you how do you think i, we would I can't do say in a in a post-apocalyptic in a setting fallout multiplayer yeah how do you think you know fallout how do you think we would survive the wasteland with the homies
0: um yeah, yeah I, th- I think with uh with the homies i think we could we could uh we could do it we could survive i think we could yeah i don't i don't know if it was just myself i don't think i would go very far but there's no story mode comfort but uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> i think as a squad I think, I think we we'd
0: do fine I think we, we would make okay. it all
1: of two steps out of the vault before we we're either turned into some Oh, yeah. Raider, oh you meant real life <laughs> warlords gimps- yeah with real life you know when the yeah. bombs oh, drop real,
0: real life with our 2020 oh, okay. predictions oh, <laughs> yeah. how
1: do you think how do you think you know you and me we go out into the into the wastelands you how, and me
0: we're out here see it we're, we're going down we're the new brotherhood of steel uh I, uh I i don't know a thing about survival or i've never been boy scouting or or any of that <laughs> And um, We're I think theater I kids. would uh, immediately die. Uh, I think that radiation would take us out uh, even beforehand. Um, mm. There would not be a new Vegas sequel. A real-life Fallout sequel.
1: Fallout, <laughs> the boys DLC. The good, the bad, and the boys. <laughs> well, hard to argue with that. Let us know on social media. Hit us up. We'll make a Facebook post. Tag yeah. your friends and tell us how you do. How would do you guys do, do in a nuclear fall In Fallout? a nuclear apocalypse. <laughs> And, you know, you better comment. You guys better start planning now because it's coming, you know.
0: Yeah, got to start prepping. The Good and yeah. the Bad and the Boys. Read some magazines. Internet read some forums are a
1: great place to plan your post-apocalypse together. Yes, build your stats. Build those Get stats. Get ready. Luck only.
0: Yeah. Look, wow, look beautiful.
1: Only. And definitely, 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 definitely the biggest episode of The Good, the Bad and the Boys yet. Be sure to tune in this Thursday yes. for our exclusive interview with Joe Santabria. Uh, You know, big art director on Fallout New Vegas and just overall great, very talented guy. So definitely be sure to check that out. Don't miss this episode.
0: Don't miss it before Doomsday. Don't Don't miss miss it it.
1: before Doomsday, before the Isaac's New California Republic takes out the satellites and we're not able to get on the internet (laughs) and warn each other about the oncoming brotherhood of Steel Lib wave. Do it before then. Do it before then. And we will see you on Thursday. Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) See you then. Kiss kiss. This
0: is The Good Speaking. We appreciate you listening to this episode. And be sure to like this episode and subscribe to our podcast as we continue to review the good and bad of pop culture every week. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok to keep up to date on all our content. We'll see you next time, folks.